With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. What is up? What is good? How you living? How you feeling, Sims? How are you? I'm living good and feeling good. How are you? Awesome. I'm good. I hope you guys enjoyed the Picks Pod yesterday. Today is a little bit of something special. We had an opportunity of Champ Bailey coming in the studio. Champ is here. You have had a relationship with Champ since Denver. Yeah, one of my favorite teammates. Denver was your which stop in the NFL? It was my third stop. It went Bucks, then to Tennessee for a year, to Denver for a year, and then back to Tennessee. And what stage of Champ Bailey's career was he when you were in Well, he was getting towards the end. Like, he was no longer one of the five best corners in football, but still dangerous and still, like, we could trust him to play man-to-man on Des Bryant and people like that in big situations. So he yeah. was still really good, but no longer the best. But, like, true professional, great guy. Like, you could see all the attributes that made him special in his absolute prime. Yeah. I mean, his quick Great technique. Oh, great technique. Great understanding of the game as a whole. And his ability to redirect or, like, I've told you the stories about how he'd scare me, scare the crap out of me in practice, right? He would stand between two receivers and you thought neither of them were open. I, I would be like, man, I just can't get a tell. He would, he was playing me instead of usually where the quarterback's playing him. we try to high-low him in practice, left go sometimes, and he'd be leaning one way but looking the other. And I'd just be like, oh, man, okay, let me just move over to somebody else. The hell yes. with that guy. I mean, that's what he was. Champ Bailey was unbelievable. We talked to him about his Madden rating. We talked to him about defending really good wide receivers and which quarterbacks really cause the most concern. Yep. Here it is, our special conversation with a legend and possible Hall of Famer this year. Yeah. He's one of the semifinalists, Champ Bailey. The quarterback eyes. Mm-hmm. We've had a few secondary guys here, Landon Collins, Jamal Adams, that yep. kind of shared that staring contest with the quarterback, and you're trying to figure it out. Is there one that pops to your head right away of whether it's a Peyton or a Brady or somebody, that game where they either got you or you got them really good? You know, uh, Phillip Rivers probably. One of those guys, he always lets you know when he got you. You know, I hated him for about two years. (laughs) Great guy. Love love him to death. Right. But he was just hard to deal with, you know, because he would – you could tell he studied your your weaknesses because – you know, he he would find those moments when you just weren't paying attention. And he knew he couldn't attack me the whole game, but he had his moments where he would just throw it in there, squeeze it in there. 
And God was accurate. The ball looks look, like it's floating, but it's not. Yeah. I feel like he would say something too. <laughs> he would. Yeah, he got. Yeah, I got you right there. Or he, he you know, you come back and he, you jump that one. Don't do that again. Or something crazy like that. It's like half the time I don't know what he's saying. Yeah. But I know he's just talking trash and just you know he's a competitive dude. Yeah. And I appreciate it more now than I did then. You see, and it's also rare. Yeah, very Quarterbacks rare. don't show that kind of competition. No, his, he wears really. his, his heart on his shoulder. I mean, yeah, you see Aaron Rodgers do it a little. Yes. You know, he does it a little bit. Yeah. You know, he, I don't think he does it much now, but. No, no, no. <laughs> it's a long year. But me. a couple years ago, you know, the big belt. Oh, dude, it was you know, awesome. I haven't seen that lately. The, um, all right, so I got to bring up um, your Georgia Bulldogs just real quick, just this weekend. All right. Do you think it's kind of unfair that they're not in the Final Four? No, no, I don't. I, I believe you can't have two losses the way we lost. In, I mean, we lost to LSU. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could say we should have won that game. Yeah, we were a better team, but we didn't win. Yeah, okay. We lost to Bama. We, I feel like you got ripped gotta, off. I'm just letting win. you know. I feel bad. Now, do I think we're a top four team? Yeah. Yes, yeah. of course. But you we, understand them not being I understand the you got to win the games. It right. doesn't matter. You right. know, on paper, we're better than most teams, but – you got to win the game. When you talk about Texas, do you say we? Yeah, I say we. Yeah. So I feel like you guys say we about your college teams, right. but Speaking not of, about your pro teams. Oh, because that's family. Mm. Pro is business. Mm. Listen, I, I never came. Nobody ever accepted me as a family in the pro, yeah, yeah. so I don't say that. You're like, he what's was, your name again? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I spent 10 years in Denver. Yes. But I know that, you know, they still let me go, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I left Georgia because I, I left. You mm. know, they didn't kick me out. You know, I left. I was a junior and I left. But that's family. I can always go back there. Did you know it was a business before the trade or after the trade really set the tone? From Washington to Denver. Well, I've always known I've always known it was a business. It, it's just you, you don't really understand it until you get a little older. You know, you start seeing a lot of your buddies get cut and little shady things happen. When yeah, I might have a a bad leg and he's back a week early, but he's out there running around because they want to get that on tape. Right. You know, those little things you see and then you start understanding it's not about if they care about him or not. Mm. It's about can we save money, get rid of him. and Did that you know, make you love else. Georgia more? It made me appreciate college yeah. football more. Right. You know, because it's interesting. It is. Yeah, it's different. It's different. You, you um, played with Deion Sanders yep. in, in D.C. I mean, you're very Holy similar. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Good. Thanks for doing your research, host. Uh, <laughs> but it's a very similar a style of play, of course, athleticism, all that. What was that year like with him? Like, what did you learn from him just being around him? You know, it was not just him. It was Daryl Green, too. Oh, so, so I had him, Daryl Green, my rookie year. Holy cow. And That's then Dion comes in, and I got, okay, two Hall of Famers. They're already Hall of Famers at that point. Right. Yes. Right. So I'm thinking, okay, you know, I got two guys I can learn from. First of all, before he even got there, I'm worried if I'm going to start. But everybody yeah. made it clear, yeah, you're going to start. Of course you're going to start. You of know? course but, you're going to start. But I'm thinking, like, these are two dudes I looked yeah. up to. How do, how, do I, how do I start over them, right. both of them? Right. Wow. But, you know, me and Dion ended up starting, and I just tried to pick their brains. And, I mean, it was a little surreal having them out there. But, you know, when it was time to play, it was time to play. And, you know, that's when I really emerged. I made my first Pro Bowl that year. And, you know, I got to give them a lot of credit for where I – you know, how my career went. Different yeah. approach, either one of them that you found interesting? Like, I mean, Dion's, yeah. of course, flamboyant and yet loud, it seems like. And Darryl Darryl's seems way more laid back. Yeah, right. way more laid back. 
different styles, but both competitive as hell. Yeah. Two competitive dudes, just in a different way. I mean, Dion was still a little flamboyant at the time, right. but especially the way he dressed and carried himself. But their approach to the game, very professional. I mean, they always had their plan, technique. They practiced hard. They, you know, they prepared. I mean, it was man. They were your typical pros. In their prime, I'd have loved to see them race. All three of you, really? That'd have been a tight one. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. Yes, you do. The young me. <laughs> the young me would have got them. What's but. the one, two, three there in their prime speed? Ooh. How does that race that's, finish? That's a brutal. You know, man, that's tough because Daryl was a track guy. Yeah. I was a track so guy. Darryl but I was won. a jumper. And Dion was a sprinter as well, so I, that's hard. That I gotta is. say, I gotta say Daryl because he at least won the you know fastest man. Fastest he won, he won the so, fastest man a few times. So I give him that. Yeah. Okay. You give him that. So yeah. then, what about you and Dion? Uh, you know, maybe we're neck and neck. You know, I can't give him anything. Not, <laughs> I was going to say, don't give it to him. Not on tape. Not at all. Well, were you like that? Was a uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Like the the <laughs> the year. You get traded like that's kind oh. of like unprecedented things, like stuff at that time. Clint I remember Portis, freaking out, right? So happened. did I. That's why and I had it was ask. the discussion: what's more valuable, yeah, the a cover sixteen hundred yard or the running best back? running yeah. back in football? I mean, first of all, and the answer it was Clinton Portis. Now. He was the man. You were the man in DC, okay? And then, were you, first of all, were you shocked that you were going about to be traded? No, no, because we had some contract issues. Okay, you know, I was trying to renegotiate my contract, and. That didn't work out, obviously, yeah. so they franchised me. Now, I could have nullified the whole trade just by not signing the franchise tag. Right. But they were trading me to Denver, you know, who had the track record of being a great football team, Mike Shannon, a great franchise, right. great owner. Of course I'm going. Yeah. And they were going to pay me what I wanted. So it was a no-brainer for me to sign the franchise and let the trade go through. Yeah. So you were contemplating pulling a levy on? Of course, you know, and it's one of those things, you know, the thing about Le'Veon's situation is he he would devalue himself if he played. You saw who went out of the game last night, right? Exactly. James Conner yeah. got hurt. And every time he's come back, what did he do? Yeah. He got hurt. Right. I mean, he's a running back. That's the toughest position on the field physically. Yes. Look, man, this dude would lose value if he played under a one-year deal. So what is it like for you out of the game with the intelligence about the game, watching people talk about the game, and them saying Le'Veon's losing a ton of money right now. Well, they they don't look at the big picture. They're just looking at this year. Okay, yeah, he forfeited fourteen million dollars. Yeah. Okay, but what did he forfeit it for? The big picture. Right. Okay, the long term deal, the security. Mm. Okay, he goes out there, he plays, he gets hurt. Three games in, he misses seven games. Maybe he comes back. Maybe he doesn't. Who knows? I mean, it's so unpredictable. But one thing that is predictable, his value is not going down. Yeah. It's stayed the playing. same the whole time. Right? He's still worth just as much as Todd Gurley or more. So, mm. <laughs> so why, why is that not a good business move? And why don't people talk about Who that? Who taught you the good business? Good way to put it. Who taught me? I mean, the business <laughs> you just forced learned. me to learn, you mm. know, just experiences. I wasn't sure people. maybe if Dion was explaining some stuff. or You know, that of, of course those guys would tell you things, just as I told a lot of young guys when I got older. Yeah. But you don't really understand until you go through it and you feel it and you see your buddies leaving and coming and going. And then you start. Only experience can really teach you anything. 100%. Do you ever feel like you're underappreciated as one of the all-time great corners? 
Like, I, I, I'm not even going to lie. I, you are. I'm just letting you know you are. Okay, I'll answer that for you. But I, but I feel like you go overlooked in the convo sometimes. Like, I'll hear people mention top five corners mm-hmm. in the last 20, 30 years. And you're almost like the, oh, yeah, and Champ Bailey. I, yeah, I've even made that mistake. Like, well, I don't feel like you get the pub that a Dion or a Darrell Rivas did. Or some of those guys. Or Charles Woodson, who really didn't even play corner his whole career. Yeah. I don't know. You know, yeah, you get that. I mean, you got to give it to them. Charles yeah, Wilson, Heisman tro- Trophy winner. Right. Great pro. Yep. One of my idols. Right. Dion. One of the best athletes you've ever seen. Yep. You know, double sport guy. You know, I played with him, respect him to this day. You know, um, great athlete. I mean, you can't really say anything bad about him. I mean, he performed. Yeah. Revis. I mean, he played New York. Obviously, visibility once you yeah. walk in the door. Right. Great player. One of the best to ever do it. Best, one of the best press man corners I've ever seen. Right? Yeah. So you give them the credit because it's due. But I think they, what, the difference is they had team success. Yeah. And I was never on a Super Bowl winning team. Right. I was never on one of those great defenses you think about. Right. So the fact that I didn't have that, it kind of takes away from what I did as a, you know, from a personal level. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, I think anybody who played the game or played with me, they put me in those conversations. No it's just those guys that, you know, they see a lot of other guys beating on their chest about it. I'm just not that guy. Yeah, and you're right, though. It's the team. It's the team that you never got to play under the, the spotlight as much as maybe some of those other guys. Yeah, did. exactly. Yeah. I think the, the fascinating thing is you're in the final 25 semifinals for the Hall of Fame. I mentioned it before. He better get in. Let's make this thing happen. It's the first time in your life, though, you've made every team. You've mm-hmm. made the All-Pros, you've made the Pro Bowls, you've made the college, you've made the pros, and now you're relying on people that you've never <laughs> met to sit in a room and to all come to an agreement to give you something that you can have for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's not in your hands. Not and that's got to be a weird feeling. It is. It's, it is weird. And you know, it's hard to explain. You know, I, you know, I talk to... Uh, I try to reach out to other Hall of Famers. I talked to Jerome Bettis recently, and, you know, he wasn't a first ballot guy, but he got in, and mm-hmm. rightfully so. So I just trying to ask him about the process, and he's just like, you know, you just really can't sweat it. It's easier said than done. Especially once you're in, yeah. But, but it's like, he, like you said, my work is done, and the only time I really think about it is when you guys bring it up. Yeah. You know, I try not to even dwell on it because mm-hmm. it's out of my hands. I can't do anything about it. I've done what I could do, and hopefully people respect it and give me the honor I deserve. So that's become the annoying question that you get now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a good problem to have. Oh, it's a great problem <laughs> to have. Uh, Hall of Fame-worthy stories, Sims has shared a lot from his career. Beautiful seven, eight years of NFL glory. The poker games in Denver. <laughs> We had fun. First of all, none of us like to see Champ walk in the room when we play in poker. Like, we all love really? Champ. Yeah, but Champ's pockets were deeper than the rest of us. So, you know, if Champ. But I was the cheapest guy. He might have been the cheapest, but <laughs> he wasn't afraid to throw a little money around every now and then. Too. Every go, now and then. Damn, I want to buy him out of this pot. I know he doesn't have so crap. He was a good bully. But he had, he had, yeah, he had, he had big, big stacks of cash. <laughs> People like myself that are fans of the game, it's those stories that we love. It's the stories about Jordan and, like, the airplane aisle oh, playing, yeah. like, oh, dominoes yeah. or some crap. That that team with Denver. So who would be in these poker rooms? Oh man, Champ, Brandon Marshall, Lamont Jordan, Stokely, Stokely, Brandon Stokely, 
Uh, Dre Bly, who wasn't Dre on Bly. the team oh but God. retired and Kyle living in Orton Denver. In there too? Kyle Orton, depending on Orton, yeah. the week, right? Yeah. The week, yeah. yeah. It was usually a Monday night because in the NFL you had a Tuesday off. Who's my guy? The tight end. Tight, uh, oh, Scheffler. 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 Tony Scheffler. Yes. Tony Scheffler screwed me at $800 and left town. The last time we played. Really? Yeah, you hear that? I'm bringing that up, Tony. Should Shepard. we go I'm find him? Like, Should we what happened? <laughs> fucking check. He, he, I won $800 one night. He, oh, I don't have the money on me right now. I'll bring by the check in the next day or two. Real yeah, you, and then you he had a lot with of the that, Lions. He yeah. signed with the Lions like three days later. I never saw him again. <laughs> All right. How was Sims as a poker player? He how was, would you characterize him? He was good. You know, there wasn't a bad poker player in the room. Everybody understood it. Lamont it was, was just, bad. Lamont Jordan was bad. Yeah, Lamont <laughs> was bad. That, okay? I'm not including him. <laughs> okay. You know, he was. Uh, he's just one of those guys. He he do the opposite of what you think he should. So right. I think he he thrived in those moments. So he's know? on the river with a seven two. Oh yeah, raising. Yeah, with nothing. Yeah, he lost on the flop. Right. So you guys, any pot Lamont was in, you're in. Oh well, yeah. The, the, every now, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> every now and then, he'd have cards though, so you'd have to be scared because you'd go, man, he might have two seven, but is this one of those weeks where he's got three aces. kings and you know? Yeah. He rarely yeah. folded though. Rarely, rarely. he did. I mean, if he right. folded, he probably had to go to the bathroom. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the man. type of guy he was. Unbelievable, yeah. man. Stokely. And Stokely was the one we were all trying he to was beat. A le- he was a leprechaun. He was, yeah. yeah Stokely That's what we call him. So this is Brandon Stokely. Right. I just, in my head, I'm picturing the him ring. in the slot with like Peyton Manning or somebody. Yeah. But what was he like at the poker table? He, he was like he said, he's a leprechaun. I mean, just first of all, lucky, our, man. I mean, he, he did. He had a shamrock up his ass. He really did. It didn't matter. I mean, he caught a Hail Mary against Cincinnati in week one. The Think ball bopped that. in the air and fell right in his hand and he ran for a right touchdown to win the game. That's the kind of so crap. So you genuinely believe that Brandon Stokely is just a lucky human. Luckiest man alive. Definitely. But, but what else is lucky? He, he kind of creates his own luck. He puts himself in position yes. to get that, that lucky. But things just seem to fall his way. If he rolls <laughs> dice, he'll ask for a seven, and I'm telling you seven will come up. <laughs> a stoke of luck. It, it's unbelievable. I mean, he, I mean, he played on the Ravens with that defense touchdown. Oh, the touchdown the Super Bowl. With, yeah, go with oh. Peyton Manning. Touchdowns. Goes out to Denver. I mean, same makes, thing. Yeah, he's kick, he kicked ass in life. I mean, even in the media, like he's doing media things. I yeah, think I they had some competition. Who won? Stokely. <laughs> <laughs> Ask DJ Williams who won. Stokely won. Who else? Yeah. So, just how that's goes, awesome. Man. Yeah. That's, so those are good times. Those are good camaraderie moments in yeah. football yeah. where we just had a lot of good times. He told the story recently when Nate was here about Randy Moss sitting next to him on the plane. And like that oh crap moment. Did you have any oh crap moments with any veterans? Like saying like, damn, this is Randy Moss, and he's gonna come sit next to me. Like you know, like I was oh a fanboy, even though I was in year eight of my NFL. I, I believe it was Bruce Smith. Yeah, I played with him too. Uh, that Washington Dan, you team. are old. Yes. Dan Shit. Snyder went Woo. out and said, "Who are the guys good in '92? Let's get them in here right now." <laughs> you know, because when Bruce Smith came, I mean, you're talking about played in four Super Bowls, all time sack leader, right? Not at the time he wasn't oh, all the time. God, he was on his way, but we knew he was there to get sacks. Yeah. You know, and just sitting, he was a no nonsense guy, old grumpy veteran. But boy, when we had those moments when we weren't at work, mm. one of the coolest dudes. Really, I'm like, I can't believe I'm sitting here with Bruce Smith. I remember riding in the limo to the club one night. I'm with Bruce Smith. I'm like, damn, it's just me and him. You know, <laughs> me and so Bruce like, Smith. Damn, you know, this is Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. Yeah. Smith. You know, and and. Throughout my whole career, the guys I hung around the most were D-linemen for some reason. 
you know, I guess because they like to eat, I love to eat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they love to have fun. And that's, they did. that's what exactly I like. Exactly right. He yeah. always says defensive linemen are the most fun guys on the team. Yeah. Most fun guys. Wild always stick crazy, together. Stick together. Oh, right. yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, it's automatic cult. Once, once they get in that room, they look at who their boys are, and they're good. Yeah. And they're set. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Smith. like that. Bruce Smith is enormous. Mm. One, one last for him, because I know we're keeping you forever. The corners right now in the NFL. I thought you got to be in Mount Rushmore, but like, who are the two or three that just jump out to you right now where you just go, damn, that, that's a special, special group? Oh, man. You I know, know there's some good ones right I now. I could go on and on. I think one steady guy that's been impressive is Patrick Peterson. Yeah. You know, I mean, to make the Pro Bowl every year you've been in the league, unbelievable. Uh, another guy we just talked about, uh, Byron Jones. Yeah. I mean, he's starting to stick out a little more because I really focus on guys who have that tough task of matching up every week. Right. That is a nightmare, you Man. know, and he does it, and he's done well. Michael yes. Thomas did nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Right. It's because that dude is a technician. Yes. He yeah. is a technician. And another guy, you could say I'm biased, but I'm not, uh, Chris Harris. You sure. know, I mean, he hurt his leg yesterday, but that dude is a technician. Mm. And I watch him play. He plays with a lot of heart, a lot of confidence. But his feet are never in a bad place. He's always in great position. Somebody catch a ball on him, he's right there. Right. You know, so those are the little things I look at. And those are three guys that, you know, I would love to have on my team. Yeah. All right, I got another corner question. Jalen Ramsey made so much news with his willingness to talk. You talked about being on team with Dion. Dion was another guy that was not afraid to talk. Yeah. You keep it close to the chest. What is it like to watch someone like Jalen? where you see all the talent, and he's taking a, a strategy that was the opposite of what you were doing. I, I appreciate it because he's being himself. You know, I, I don't care. Nobody's like me. Nobody's like him. Mm. So I like guys to be themselves. I mean, I love if he that. was trying to be somebody else, then, you know, I wouldn't like that. But I think that's what he is. He's always been like that. I hadn't seen anything different. No. So, And he's balling. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm all for it. Dude, did you see what he did to Luck yesterday? With the fake, the fake pickup, yeah. Luck Luck was on the ground and Ramsey went like this, and Luck went like this. He's like, nope, too slow, and Hold kept away. They didn't throw the flag. No, remember uh-huh. how they did that to Von Miller? Yeah, they threw a flag Von, on. Von did it two years ago in the I same think, thing, and they threw a flag I on. I think Von. the ref. I think he had a bone to pick with Von. You think it was there had to be something going on there because it was that was playful. These two guys know each other, right? Like they're friends. I also like, feel right, like Von you. should get no penalties ever, <laughs> ever, because I don't think Von has a bone in his body where he's no, trying to do anything. Nothing malicious about anything, anything he does. He's just a dork. Yeah, he's like a. Cool <laughs> he just dork. wants to have fun Left all the time. You a dork, Von? <laughs> Sorry, Von. Thanks for the free uh, Old Spice uh, socks. What do you yeah. got going on right now? Oh well, you know I um. I invested in this company, okay. BW Health, and basically they make these socks, lasso socks, and what they do, they mimic ankle taping. Now, one thing every athlete hates is taping their ankles. Yes. You know. It's the worst, isn't it's it? It's the worst. Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not just going to throw a pair of these socks on an athlete and think that they're just not going to tape their ankles. Right, right, because right. Because it's a mental thing, you know. All of us are brainwashed to think we need to tape our ankles. Right. But these things feel so good. I wear them every day. Got them on now. I mean, and for an old guy that doesn't run around anymore, I can only imagine if I was young and playing what these would do for me. Mm. I mean, they protect your ankles. You know, they, they have all the compression in the right areas. Right. They limit ankle rolling by 75%. You want to know more about it, lassogear.com. Tell you everything about the sock. Backed by technology. Great socks. Lassogear.com. 
You got it. Yeah. I'm, I hated taping my ankles. Hated. Like, I would have loved to have something like that. Why would you hate and I'm, I'm, it? I just felt constricted. I've, I never taped during practice during the week because I was a quarterback. So I was like, I don't need to be. And then the game day, they wanted you to tape your ankle. Yeah. And I would try my best mandatory. to avoid. I mean, it was mandatory. It was mandatory. I would mandatory. try my best to avoid You them. wouldn't get tape either? Well, I was Not during practice. In, in practice, I was spat or yeah. something. I never taped my ankle. I hated it because you felt like you had on another sock or yeah. two. You know, and it just yeah, you couldn't move. Yeah, change your feel. You right. Right. But with these socks, it felt like the regular sock, but yeah. you could tell the compression. Yeah. And the support you have. Right. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. You're sweating. Yeah, I am. You, you, I'm hot. you and Adam Lefko. Lefko usually sweat sweat all the time here. Yeah. That's you're why you're with dabbing your head. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a I sweater. Know. I have a sweating problem. <laughs> I think it's a weight related issue. It's only on my face, though. It's only my face. <laughs> I was going to say. Thanks for coming by, man. Um, hey, man. You've been great. Man, I could talk to him forever. I know. I know you got more stuff. I do. Just text me. My, own, my <laughs> last question would just be. What's it like to be a 99 in Madden? <laughs> well, I'm not anymore, but well, when I was, it, it was cool. What's it like to put in the game and go, there cannot be a rating better than this, and I have that rating? It was amazing. Well, first of all, the first time you see yourself on Madden is amazing. Then it's like, oh, damn, I'm on there. You know, and then yeah. you want to play all the time. Then that gets old, and then you have everybody telling you how good you are. And, you know, you kind of you know relish that moment. Then all of a sudden, people stop talking about it. What that do you mean? mean? Your rating went down. <laughs> well, that moment has to come, right? Yeah. So, you know, I was just glad to live through that moment because some guys, their rating go down and they're out of the league. Yeah. At right. least I kind of stole it. Mine stayed down. So what was your rating? Do you remember? I think, like, the best I ever got to was, like, 82 or 84. Some of the year I took the Bucks to the playoffs. I had you one got of those. Up to like, an 84? I think so. Right, right. Yeah, 84. I, I just know that I would do fa- – no way he's 84. I think 70. I was. Think he's you think I was? You think I was, like, a 79? I thought but you I, had, like, very good potential to get to I thought I was an 84. I could be wrong. Hey, anybody out there, just check it out. Maybe I'm bullshitting. Throw the challenge Fire flag on me. Fire up the PS1. Throw the challenge flag. rating was. <laughs> yeah, dude. My man. You, man. Appreciate you. Hey. Hey. Good luck with everything with the Hall of Fame. Oh, man, you know, it, it is what it was, is. Mine was better. Who had a better handshake well, no, right there? We were going in for this right here. Yeah. And I stopped, but I was watching you. Yours at least was good. We've had, to, we've had to teach him a little. More natural. Yeah. He did the more. He's more working natu- on it. Yeah, I have working to. On it. Yeah. He went to Abington Friends. That was the name of his high school. You don't need to bring this up every time. Every time I have to bring it up.